0: Let me tell you a secret,
1: veterans are entering a world full of opportunity, but you can only participate if you know the tricks of personal branding, leveraging your skills in the modern digital economy, and most importantly, positioning your benefits and assets to give you financial control when you stop following orders. I'm Scott Tucker, and I'm here to tell you what they don't want you to know. Welcome to Veteran Wealth Secrets, where we show you how to go from apathy and aspiration to autonomy and financial control. All right. Hey, everyone. Scott Tucker here again with Veteran Wealth Secrets. And so excited. We're already at the 35th episode of this. Been sharing some awesome knowledge, so a ton of stories of folks getting out of the military, finding a better way to do things, and wanting to share it uh, with people on active duty, going through transition, already a veteran looking for something that might fill you up a little bit more. So, That's what we like, bringing folks to to, to come share some advice. And and one of the things I, I like about... Our uh, guest today, is the topic we want to talk about, is "Hey, be careful who you take advice from." I'm really excited to have the uh, F- U.S. Army veteran and the CEO and founder of Vebo Tag Consulting Group for tax and accounting, Mike. Mike Henninger, Hi- how are you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Hey, I, I really appreciate you coming on. Love talking to other finance professionals, of, of okay. course, but we don't necessarily have to get into all the numbers on everything. But why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? Cause I know in the army,
0: you were in the medical side of things, but now you're in the finance. You know, how, how does that- Like My, my story started, I, I went with a friend of mine to the recruiter's office. He was joining the reserves and uh, I was young. I had a young family. I had one kid at the time and I was 20. And I really had nothing going for me. Long story short, I came home and I'm like, hello, r- hello family. I just enlisted in the active army. So that's how my army career started. And I initially was in military intelligence. That's when I, when I took the ASFAB, that was the job that I, the section of jobs that I, I had to choose from. And I didn't know what to choose. So I, I had the recruiter help me and he's how about Morse code interceptor. And I had no clue what that was, but I said, okay, fine. When I, so when basic started, I eventually realized what that was just going to be me sitting in a room, listening to dots all day long. And I, so I quickly tried as hard as I could to switch my MOS and and as luck would have it, they let me switch it to physical therapy. So I thought initially I thought, okay, I'll have a career in physical therapy once I get out. But the army from my understanding was the army stopped paying for the certification for PT techs once you got out. So when I realized that and I I got to my final duty station, which is Fort Bragg, I started trying to figure out what I was going to do. Was I going to stay in? Was I going to figure out how to go to college while working full time and all that type of thing? I I fell into uh, one of the universities that, that I had access to near my house in Fort Bragg in Fayetteville. And I just went to school for accounting. And it was not easy. I was working probably 50, 60 hours a week. I would come home, go to school. 3 3 hours a night full time come home study till 2 in the morning and then rinse and repeat every day but turned out all right can you hear can you hear me I'm sorry. Okay, I, was, I was muted. Okay.
1: No, so to get out of the military and, and think about what you want to do next, where did you go to for advice? What were some of the resources that you had? Because I know you got out uh, a, a while ago, and and obviously things have changed a lot. So, yeah. what was your focus, and, and what did you learn from it?
0: When I got out of the military?
1: Mm-hmm. Or uh, what do you. Yeah,
0: it's where when I was in the military, <clears throat> I, I, I think I realized this earlier be like out of high school, I was, I felt like I was built differently. Like I wasn't an employee. Like though, I didn't think like an employee, like my, I I couldn't understand how I could work and have to ask for days off. And if I wanted to do my work at two in the morning till 6am and get it all done, who cares the work's done. That's, that was where my mentality was. So I realized I was more of a entrepreneur. So once I realized that, I started eliminating the people that weren't those type of thinkers because you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of people that will tell you you can't do th- something when they've never tried doing it to begin with. So you have to surround yourself with people that think like you. So that's kind of what I did. I started. I think early on, I was I was working with some insurance salesmen who essentially had their own businesses, and I would just listen to them and ask them questions and then things like that. And I, even though I was still working an accounting job at a like car dealership or something, I think I just kind of. Kept getting these bits of gold from these people on how to th- think and act differently, like to always act like I owned the business, even when I wasn't owning the business. For because when I eventually would own a business, I had all that I had that mentality already embedded.
1: Cool. So you, it sounds like you were intentionally building the skill sets that that's what I I notice so often we're we're told to follow orders for me it took 10 years really to finally be like no I'm not listening to anybody else I got to figure this yeah. out myself and just just keep building the skill set stack so I can eventually you know have full control over my time and really regardless of what business you're in it's always down to sales and marketing skills always. when did you realize
0: I, not soon enough like I didn't, mm. I don't think I understood that we're all in sales. Like you're saying, we're all in sales. We just selling a different product. So it took me some time to understand that because I was really just like a grinder, I would just grind away at work and just get things done. And that's what I figured was the most important thing. I didn't realize how important it was building those relationships with clients, with getting out into the areas. Like if you're going to niche market to be in those areas, talking to other business owners that you're trying to connect with. I didn't, I just didn't put that. I just didn't for some reason i couldn't connect those dots now i do now it's my focus and what vivo tag is it's the veteran business owner tax and accounting group and our focus is really to just stay in the community and work with the veteran community business owners not even not even not even if you're not a business owner yet you're thinking about it there's a lot of from what we do a lot of tax bookkeeping and like cfo services so we, we try to help business owners who are, are on the springboard to becoming a business think differently and financially and how to project and do the, do the things that they have to do to prolong and grow their business.
1: No, I'm so glad you're doing that. Oh, got a bit of an echo there. But I know the focus on veteran-owned businesses, I think in this day and age is more and more opportunities coming and more and more mm-hmm. people are thinking about it. For those that aren't in business yet or, or just getting started, what, what are some of the opportunities that you're seeing out there in our community that people should be taking advantage of?
0: I think that the, as horrendous as this COVID thing has been, it's it's showing the world that you don't have to be in a brick and mortar building. You can be anywhere. Right now I'm working out of my home office. I have an office like 20 minutes from here, but you can build something f- literally from the living room and you, and you can do it in your spare time. Like the, the, it, it's, I don't, I just turned 50. So like I have a long range of like pre-internet knowledge, right? Which is weird, but it was a lot harder back then. If I, I, when I would talk about becoming a, a business owner back when I was in you know, high school or, or just out of high school, people looked at me like I had three heads. Like they, it was like, that's the most stupid thing I've ever heard of. Just go, go to college, get a job because it, we, there were so many barriers to doing it back then, all those are gone. Like we, essentially they're gone. Like you can have whatever your passion is, you can make a business. And that's what I did. I've been a numbers freak for a long time, but I, in the last, I think Oh, 03 is when I went, went out on my own, but I, I should have done it sooner. Like, to be honest, I should have just followed the passion and, and figured it out sooner. But I, I think there's endless opportunities to turn whatever your passion is into something that can, you don't have to be, nobody, nobody has to become a millionaire, but you can. <laughs> or you can just be like, I'm just doing it for freedom. I just want to be, I don't want to have to ask for a vacation. I don't want to have to go to work or wear clothing I hate. Like, I, suits were for me. It's like wearing a Halloween costume. Like, I can't stand that stuff. But, but if you do it right and you provide a good product, you don't have to, you can do it by on your terms. Look, I got, I'm tattooed up and I'm, I'm an accountant. You know what I mean? Like, right. It, it, people, people just want the work done and they want to work with somebody they can relate with.
1: Now, you said it in this day and age, the opportunity that's out there because of the internet age, and I talk about it all the time wealth is not about how rich you get. Wealth is about your time and your sense yeah. of purpose. Why is that? this? Might be a funny question, but you probably get it all the time. How do you develop a passion around numbers and accounting when so many people are afraid
0: of it? I, for me, it was one of the it was one of the few things but that made sense my whole life. Like I knew if I have a set of numbers, they have to equal something. Like I was struggling with things like philosophy and like foreign language. I was terrible at Spanish. I couldn't. I could barely get through Spanish too in high school. But in philosophy and psychology and all those things are like nebulous to me. But numbers, physics, calculus, trig, all those types of things, they had, there there was a structure to them. And that's how my mind works. It's just, I can, it's a weird thing. I can look at a, I can look at a spreadsheet and I can just scan the numbers. And I know if it's going to foot if it's going to total properly, like before I even add them up, I can just see that it's not going to, that's off. So it's, it kind of, you have to figure out what, as far as though starting a business and and finding that freedom you have to find what what kind of just what you're passionate about because there's a lot of experience and education those things are important but when you start out on something new you have you're you're motivated by that emotion of oh this is so exciting but that stuff dies right so the passion is what pulls you through when that emotion's gone we get all excited about this new thing we're doing and at some point that like i said that excitement goes away But how do you keep going? Like, how do you keep pushing through the doldrums that happen sometimes day to day when you're working through a business? It's the passion. And it's, I think I I use this analogy all the time. It's kind of like on the old school radio, car radios, you had to dial, like, So it's staticky, staticky, Mm -hmm. staticky. And then you can tell when it's perfect, when you're perfectly tuned in, that's the, that's how you're passionate about something. And that's kind of how I fell into numbers that way. I just, it's my thing.
1: Yeah. As we develop a passion around something, it drives us. Hey, if you like it and you start building these skill sets, what I became passionate about was the act of learning these new business tools, these business ideas, and it shifted. In, in, a, in a way. And Mike, I'm curious, tell us more about Tag, the types of businesses that you serve. Why should be, people be contacted?
0: We do, like I said, we do tax bookkeeping. The newer service that we just started doing is is CFO solutions kind of stuff. And, and what we do there is, okay, with tax, we do individual business, um, nonprofit. We do any kind of tax work. We do a lot of tax planning, especially now. There Now's the time of year we're being contacted a lot because of the. there's a lot of unknown with however this election ends up shaking out, there's going to be a lot of changes tax-wise. If if, if Biden continues and, and becomes uh, president in January, there's, I've read through his tax program, there's a lot of changes I think people need to be aware of. So we're doing a lot of that kind of work. We do bookkeeping, we do bookkeeping training, we, we help set up your system if you don't have an in-house bookkeeping platform. And then the CFO work we do is for businesses that that kind of need that level of work, but maybe not. The, they don't have the budget to hire a hundred fifty thousand dollar CFO. We'll help them. We'll create audit proof books. We create a whole system where they can track their documentation in case they do get audited. We provide gap level um, books for them so they can for that helps with creditors and investors and audits. And then we'll take that all the way through. We'll track. We we track every transaction back to its source documentation. We provide K- KPI reports, benchmarking, all those types of things that that you normally get from your CFO, but maybe if you don't have the uh, resources to pay for one. So that's kind of something we've added the end of this year and and we're going to really push this thing out next year.
1: The, the opportunity to virtually outsource various aspects of your business, for, for that matter, for your life. What are some opportunities for veterans getting out in your industry to maybe not become a full accountant or CFO on day one on their own, but maybe work with or assist somebody like yes. you or learn or be mentored by somebody like you and so they can takes advice from someone who's done,
0: actually done it. (laughs) I think if you're, depending on what you want to do, if you want to do bookkeeping and and that type of work, you don't like taxes, who really likes taxes besides... A few weirdos like me, but the, I would probably go through maybe a a QuickBooks pro pro advisor training, get us, get their pro advisor certification through them. That's at least something you can hang your, hang your name on and say, Hey, I'm a pro advisor with QuickBooks. I provide these types of services and the training isn't bad. So that's one thing. If you do like taxes, there are, there's some enrolled, like enrolled agent, which is, it's an enrolled agent with the IRS. And that, that allows you to do tax and and representation for, in front of the IRS. There's, there's things called, there's chartered tax professional designation. Nations, charter tax uh, advisor, tar- charter tax ca- counselor, Con- consultant, those are three different levels. So there are, there are ways to get some kind of certification and, and some solid training to up your knowledge of how taxes work. But I would probably start there if you don't have a full-blown accounting degree, obviously you, you can't go in and become a CPA. But those are probably where I would start. If people, like, like you're saying, if people have questions, I'd be happy to answer them on how to, w- what path to take, depending on what their, where their passion is.
1: No, that's awesome. Thank you for for offering that. Because we we talk with a lot of military spouses as well, Mm -hmm. looking for stay-at-home work. Maybe it's even a seasonal job during tax season. But actually, can you talk a little (laughs) bit about the tax season? People think that it's, oh my God, April 15th is coming around and it's scary. But uh, clearly, you're in business all all year. Andrew, is there anything important we should know about how that works?
0: Yeah, one of the things that... um people get confused and it's not people really getting confused if the IRS doesn't communicate well is um, the April 15th. Yes. That's normally the deadline for when taxes are due. But a lot of times, especially if you're running a business, you don't have your, maybe you may not have all your stuff together by then. So you can file for an extension and the extension is it'll take you six months out from there. So that'll take you to October 15th. Now, having said that, if you owed taxes on the 15th of April, technically, You're supposed to send them in. You're supposed to work the number, what you think you're going to owe and send it in by the 15th. Because the extension only gives you an extension to file. It doesn't give you an extension to pay. So if you file the extension and just say, okay, whatever, I'll get to it down the road and you owe taxes on April 15th, they're going to start charging interest on that amount. Okay. Now, if you don't file the extension, there's an additional penalty for not filing. Okay. That one's a little heftier than the non-paying one. But I know I have some, I have clients that, that they're in the higher echelon of, of income, they don't care about that failure to pay. Their money's working at a higher rate than they're getting charged interest, so they could care less. And When October fifteenth is, they do this analysis. They said, "Okay, yeah, I owed. I got a. I, I have interest of five grand, but I made eight. So whatever, I'm cool. But I don't. That's not what I, I wouldn't suggest people do that. If you owe, and but you're not. You don't have time to file. Get the extension filed. Send in the payment that you think you owe, and then that'll carry you till to to October, and then. You wrap it up then.
1: Gotcha. Thanks for, for explaining how that works. Cause it's withholdings that people have on their paycheck. It's like, why are you paying the IRS money? It should could be working for you. And yeah. it's cause you're afraid to write a check. And you'd rather have
0: a refund. Well, the, the, when you have your paycheck, see, if you're a business owner and, and you're, you say, you don't have any paycheck, you're just a business owner. You're, you're making money throughout the year. You're supposed to send in your, depo- your estimated payments. Okay. When you're an employee that money that's being withheld from you by your employer is your estimated payments. They're doing it for you. So nobody's really, nobody really gets over on not making those payments throughout the year. The, there are penalties if you don't do estimated payments, like if you, that's that can happen as well. Um, but it is something that you should, if you're, if you think you're under withholding or you have a business that is going to generate more income on top of whatever your your paycheck is withholding, you really should sit with your tax pro and, and just, go through that quarterly just to make sure you're not behind in what you should be sending.
1: Yeah, that's (laughs) for sure. They probably should be sitting with you. Mike, thanks for coming on and sharing so much insight. How do those uh, veteran business owners that should be talking to you get a hold of you? And uh, yeah, where can they find you? And
0: and Um, what are you,
1: are you going to be doing anything else online? You got anything coming out?
0: Yeah, I have. I'm working on, I've been this I've been working on this, but I'm working on a, a podcast where I, I want to do what you're doing, speaking to other veteran business owners and just, cause I, I think like when you start a business, it, it can feel lonely. You feel like you're this Island just trying to figure it out. And I'm always like, if I see other people that are in the similar situation I'm in, it gives me kind of, it, it makes me feel good to say, okay, I'm not alone here. So I'm trying to create this podcast where I speak to other business owners, get their pros, cons, the things they should have done differently, things they did well, and just get that information out there to help other business owners as they're starting out. So that that I'm hoping to get that rolling by January, February next year. But again, that's something I've been working on for months and I just haven't, <laughs> I haven't done anything with it, but it's closer than it was six months ago. We'll yeah,
1: Best time to plant a tree 20 years ago, exactly. you know, next time is <laughs> exactly. now. I, I, definitely, even in just this short amount of time, the amount of info you're throwing out there is has been valuable. So can't wait to hear you putting a podcast out there and helping getting uh, other business owners out there. So it's yeah. it's a great idea, great concept. And, and so how, uh, how
0: do people reach you? They Just uh, email me, mike at V-B-O-T-A-G, vbotag.com or they can give me a call at one eight three three 833 tag one That's, I have to look at the numbers, I wrote them down. That's one eight three three eight two six eight vbotag one Gotcha,
1: I'll well, throw your email up there real quick so people can see it. But I that. awesome, man! Hey, look forward to to see where things go with you, and and also collaborating. We're growing. I'm yeah. definitely going to want to work with someone cool. like you and to collaborate because really, what we do at Vet Wealth is tax mitigation. We, we don't save them taxes today. We're trying to you know, prevent taxes of the future and stuff. Yeah. So we need we need to learn from folks like you so we can collaborate and and do better work for our clients uh, together. That'd no, this great. is awesome, man! Thanks again for coming on. Thanks, guy. You bet. All right, yeah. everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Veteran Wealth Secrets. Be sure to subscribe to us on all the podcast channels, also on YouTube, and share it with a friend. Visit our website at usvetwealth.com to get access to all of our free resources, including the first three chapters of Veteran Wealth Secrets, the Post-Military Guide to Gaining Autonomy, and control you can get that today on our website first three chapters for free or you can go to amazon.com if you want the kindle or paperback we have other resources all over the website so check out usvetwealth.com to learn more